Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. On vacation, did you call anybody a dope? I did not, actually. It's that kind of progress that makes the entire vacation process <laughs> worthwhile. <sighs> it's a great win for the Phillies yesterday. They haven't lost since uh, they fired your guy, Girardi. I noticed. Isn't he the last manager to win a World Series for the Yankees? That would be correct. Just asking. I mean, I just, you know, I got friends who ask questions. I was asking for a friend. How many is Aaron Boone one? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Could get one this year with the way they're playing. Uh, when the leaves fall, so do the Yankees. All right, so um, today's show brought to you by... <laughs> today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Q, Roots 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf. And, of course, today's show, the Monday show, is brought to you specifically by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business... Motorcycle, boat, they'll do everything to save you money. It's more important than ever to be insured. It is more important than ever to save money. Purdy Insurance takes care of all that and more. And also to have your future planned as well, financial future plan. They take all that and more. Purdy Insurance. The pros, pros. Market Street and somebody go to purdyinsurance.com. That was a great win for the Phillies. That was fun, dramatic. Anybody who went to the game yesterday, that is awesome the way that played out. And And you know who was there yesterday? In Philly? For the dramatic win? S-U-I-T. That spells suit Yeah, but, you know, he left in the seventh inning. All right, so... uh, You know, he's kind of, kind of got that Dodger fan mentality. Yeah, arriving the third, leaving the seventh. I was there. All the right people saw me. <laughs> no, that's great. What a great, and Scott with a great call. All right. Got a lot to talk about. One of my good friends, long time, Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News, BTN at Fox. Mike, great to have you with us. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Good. Absolutely. All right. We are 11 months into name, image, and likeness, along with the transfer portal being what it is. Is this model sustainable? Yeah, that's a that's a, I love that's a word that uh, gets thrown away, thrown around a lot in all this. And I, I and my question to that 
to that is what would not be sustained uh, is does it mean will people keep paying lots and lots of money for for uh, name image and likeness rights for college athletes well they may or they may not but that's not really a concern of anybody's other than the people whose money comes out of one pocket and then the people whose money that comes into their pockets if 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 let's if Jordan Addison I, I don't really know what he's getting in his name image and likeness deal but I do know what Nigel Pack is getting. So he's getting $800,000. That was announced and declared and all of that. Right. So if the next Nigel Pack doesn't get eight hundred, they get six hundred. Well, you know, does that matter to me? Um, does it matter to you? I think it matters to that person's accountant uh, and family, uh, but not really to, the, to us as consumers of college sports. Uh, so, you know, I, I, in terms of the transfer deal, uh, that – you know that's been going on for longer than people are willing to acknowledge. I mean, you and I, you and I both know it's like it's like the waiver wire in April. Yes, yeah, because of the waivers that were being granted for no reason at all. Right. I mean, you know, they 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 come up with a you know you know the various different reasons why they had to be closer to home or why they had to get away from this coach or whatever it might be, and it'd be granted. So I, I, if, if you were going to grant waivers like that, then it probably made more sense to just go ahead and make it open to everybody. And if they had some common sense and foresight and they didn't want this to be the reality, then they shouldn't have allowed softball players and baseball players and track stars and right. all the rest to be transferring without sitting out a year. They should, it should have been for everybody instead of just football, basketball, men's, you know, men's and women's. It should have been for everyone. Right, yeah, baseball, men's ice hockey, women's basketball, men's basketball, football were the only five that didn't have right. that before. Okay. Uh, but the next part is when you have talked to fans, and I did, it was brought up to me last night again, is there any concern that the fans get turned off by this? And I will, I will couch that by saying, People thought in professional sports that fans would be turned off by free agency, and it turned out they weren't. Yeah, exactly. And they were supposed to be turned off by them making tens and tens of millions of dollars. They were supposed to be turned off by millions, like when they were making a million or two million. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now we got we got athletes making 50 in a year, and they still are watching. So I don't think necessarily that turns it off. One thing that I would say, though, is the move to professionalize the athlete in terms of making him and her employees of the institution or employees of a separate entity that represents the institution. And I've heard that, you know, take, I've heard that suggested not by anybody inside right. at college athletics, but the outside where all the great ideas come from, Steve, uh, <laughs> make them, you know, make them representatives of some entity uh, the University of Alabama football team in which none of the 100 players are are actually students at the University of Alabama. That, that I don't believe, will fly. Uh, for, for this simple reason, give me a minor league sport that is a huge success. There aren't. There aren't. It's not a great business. Most of them have to be subsidized by the league in some way, shape, or form by the league that that they feed players to. In the case of the uh, NBA G League, they basically fund the whole thing. In the exactly. case of 
major, uh, major and minor league baseball, they are basically paying to an extent your player payroll. So your expenses are all internal uh, office people and, you know, opening the ballpark and keeping it clean and all that stuff. Uh, so it, it's not a great business. And that's why I think if you if you move the the, the people uh, the NCPA the Players Association that Ramogi uh, Huma has been trying to get started for a yeah. hundred years, right. I don't think that that really is the best way for college athletes to go. I think this environment where they are students, so they're still getting education, uh, where they are now be able to be uh, recognizing the economic value of their name and work. Um, I think that's a, I think this is the sweet spot for the college athlete, and mm-hmm. I think you go beyond this to employer employee, and you start to foul the sweet spot. All right. So now, in continuing the conversation, I go back to the moment a few years ago when Kane Coulter and Northwestern went through a unionization vote, and it, it failed by about a three to four to one margin at that time. In professional sports, part of what is done competitively is done through collective bargaining. Are you concerned at all that we will that we'll lose a sense of competitiveness because it could become top heavy because there aren't any quote rules surrounding it? It's already top heavy, Steve. Until we get a, a actual playoff and not what we have now, the invitational that masquerades as the college football playoff, yeah. until we have an actual playoff with automatic qualification, uh, it's always going to be top-heavy. Uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Clemson have occupied roughly two-thirds right. of the college football playoff berth since, since it was introduced in 2014. That's a completely... You know, when, when people talk about how this is going to... Uh, it, damage competitive balance there, there's no there i mean you can't damage a unicorn it doesn't exist right and this there is there is zero competitive balance in college football now basketball on the other hand obviously the ncaa does have its tv contract with cbs and tbs that still has another i think 10 years to run on it somewhere yes. in that neighborhood what in your opinion is the relevance of the ncaa at this hour well, the relevance is first of all in that because what you you, you mentioned the contract, right. but you didn't mention the number, and the number is a basically bill- at this point, yeah, a billion. Billion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, so and that's and that's where it starts. I mean, that's what you make just you know opening the gym and throwing a ball out there. That's before you've sold a ticket, before you've sold a, a, a you know a bucket of popcorn. Uh, so there's much more money in that tournament than just even that billion. And, and so uh, I, I think that, that the smart people in college athletics understand the magic of that event. I mean, when you're talking about a billion dollars for three weeks of basketball for 67 games, and then you consider how, you know, I mean, it's, that's way in excess of what the regular season is worth. Even though more people watch regular season college basketball than people believe, uh, because no particular game stands out. It, there are remember there are 358 teams, and almost all those games are televised in some right. way, shape, or form, or or, or viewable right. in some way, shape, or form. So a lot of people are watching it, but there's not nearly as much money in that as there is in those three weeks. 
So I think the smart people in college basketball understand, or college athletics, I should say, understand, like, we want to have our cake and eat it too. And the cake is football and the, and the, the rest is, col- you know, the NCAA running championships for the track team and the cross country team, et cetera, right. golf, et cetera. Right. And that tournament that ter- returns so much money. Now, when it comes to the college football playoff, people know I've been in favor of expansion to 12, and I was talking about 12 before they even brought it up a year ago. Okay, so that's so we'll establish that. In college basketball, even though you and I are around it all the time, so it's really relevant to us every day, every game, some will say that college basketball's relevance is mid-February and then the tournament. Is there any concern on your part at all that the perception of college football's relevance changes because of an expanded playoff? No, I think, first of all, that the people who say that, I, I believe, and, and I can point to specific examples, but I don't want to make any enemies. I know. Uh, that, that I, know where, I know where you're going, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah. It's a, it's a convenient excuse to get it off your plate. If you're a national voice yes, yes. talking about sports, you got the NFL yep. um, first and foremost. You got the NBA behind that, um, and now you want me to talk about college basketball too. I have to know 358 teams or at least 80 of them. No, I, I, I'll just I'll get to you in March. That's right. how they do it. Yes, and so they try to convince you that's the way the rest of the world is. You've been in enough full buildings. <laughs> yes, um, from State College to uh, to Lincoln. Uh, that you know that it's there are more people invested in this than than that that voice will acknowledge. Right. So, it, 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 with, again, with college football, I think that, that you know one of the reasons why I'm so invested in automatic qualification. I go back to a column I wrote when Penn State played with Saquon and and that group in the in the. Uh, the, I think it was 2016, 20, if I remember right. 2016 Big Ten Championship game. Yeah. yeah. When they played in that game, I remember writing, could you imagine how awesome this night would be if in, on top of winning a championship, which really mattered to everyone involved, it also conveyed a spot to the playoff for right. the Nittany Lions. Absolutely. And, th- and, and I remember like watch, like one, watching um, – the uh, I, I was at Big Ten Network one weekend watching the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Pac-12 championship on a treadmill, and like it didn't lead anywhere. And so, yes. and they're playing yeah. it at like nine o'clock on a Friday night, and right. it's like, like, but if this game got you into the playoff, everybody would care. I agree. That's what college football is missing. And so, when I hear people, you know, talk about Greg Sankey not wanting that. You know that to me is a very narrow view of what college, of what college football can be and should be. Well, what it is is that you know that weekend, then becomes, Mike, an additional layer of the playoff. You know that leads to the twelve, but it's the additional layer that that brings with it. Fans love games with stakes. Yeah. Okay, and that's 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 what it comes down to. Hey, right? all of a sudden now the game's got stakes. You win the Pac-12 championship, you're in. Yes, and you know, and even and as as big as the SEC football game is and has been for 20 years or so, uh, it, it gets everybody looped in if that game means this team's going. Uh, that's just that's how that's how college uh, basketball has worked. The, the championship week is a really fun, cool deal. Yeah, it is. And that championship weekend in football 
would be tremendous. Uh, I just I can't believe that they can't see that. Uh, you know, I, I and I can't some hey some of this is on the college football people who cover the college football the sport of college football as well because they don't see it. They're they're constantly arguing for elimination of college uh, uh, conference championship games and never considering what they really need to do if they need to trim the schedule to expand the playoff. Get rid of the revenue game. Do we really need to see uh, Alabama play Mercer again? Yeah. I mean, it's just, even 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 Saban has said that that game doesn't you know it should go away. If you expand the playoff and you make uh, you know you and you make the fo- the football championships more important, there'll be more money in it, and no one will need that million bo- bucks or whatever it is you get out of playing at home against a team that doesn't belong on the field with you. Yeah, but you get to that weekend, you talk about a couple of the national voices talking about eliminating those games. Well, let's see now. ESPN doesn't carry the Big Ten championship game. Okay. They don't carry the SEC championship game. Okay. <laughs> so you start going through what they don't, you know. So it doesn't mean it all works the same way, but you can see through it sometimes. Uh, all right. So in the off season, we were able to talk about a lot of stuff, which is a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to do that. It's, because I know when it comes to the transfer portal, I've already started doing some preliminary work. There's been a fair amount of movement <laughs> so in, in, <laughs> in, in, in basketball. In fact, Illinois just got to get the kid from Baylor. So, unbelievable. Mike, thanks so much. Always appreciate it. Uh, let's not be strangers on this thing. My pleasure, Steve. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm here. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Mike DeCourcy, Sporting News, BTN, Fox, who understands Matt's propensity for complaining. Yes, in fact. Uh, everything he said, 110%. You, sir, are my hero! Can we just have him be in charge of the CFP committee? That'd be great. Yeah, but these are all things that we've talked about on this show. There's nothing he said that, that we haven't already talked about. Well, I've already nominated you as well. I mean, it's, it's, look, I mean, those extra games, to me, my problem with the Mercer game, for example, is not just that they, not that they play it, but where they play it. I mean, okay, we're coming down the stretch. That, you know, I was, that's the game you picked? You chose to play that game? When we're in the stretch run? Yeah, it's stupid. Right? So, well, they get away with it. It's not stupid. They get away with it. No, oh, it's stupid that they get away with it. That's because the 30,000 feet guy, guys, just, you know. Like Mike said, the perception of college basketball being a you know, mid-February to then March Madness is because there are a lot of people that sit in these chairs that don't want to deal with 358 teams. There's a lot of people in these chairs that they want, they'll talk about Duke and North Carolina and just do not take the time to look at anybody else. And I'm not talking about, for example, you know, 
guy, you know, the guys on Sirius XM on ESPN U Radio, who their job is to do college sports, they're all over it. But it's other people on the national level. They don't want to sit here and do this. They want to talk all about LeBron. Well, they want to, you know, they would. Okay. That's what they want to do. Okay. They don't, they don't want to talk about what Bucknell's chances happen to be to make you know, things like that. They don't want to do that. It's just not, you know, it's just too much work. And they make you think that, you know, that nobody else is watching or caring. I mean, like like Mike said, I mean, I'm in arenas all over the place. All right? I go to Ohio State in December. There are 14,000 people there. Okay. I go to Nebraska, sold out. Yeah. I'll see, you know, during the course of a, a Penn State basketball season, I'll see anywhere from two hundred to 300,000 people in seats, not just tickets sold, but in seats. Yeah, it's Believe me, people like it. They enjoy it. They're on hand. They see it. It's got a lot more relevancy on a daily basis than people realize. All right. Come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. In an ever changing world, one thing you can always count on is the service at Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season. While the world is constantly changing, Purdy Insurance is dedicated to providing you with the highest level of service to protect you, your family, and your business. Give us a call today at 570 286 5855. Go to our website at purdyinsurance.com or check us out on Facebook to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home, life, business, whatever your insurance needs may be, they will take care of it. Motorcycle, boat. Again, whatever you need, you, insurance is more important than ever. And saving money is more important than ever. I think we've all noticed that. We all can't splurge on five weeks of vacation a year like some other people. Um, but that's a different, different topic. And Purdy Insurance will make sure you're insured, and they'll make sure that the policies are updated and you are saving money. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Anybody you're nominating for the Hall of Dopage? Not at the present time. But always Tomorrow. subject to change. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. 
Uh, Celtics and Warriors will play Game 3 in Boston on Wednesday. Opening game uh, between ABC and ESPN2 drew 11.9 million viewers. Okay. Celtics won Game 1 with a huge fourth quarter, 44-16. The Warriors uh, took the Celtics apart last night. There you go. If that sums it up. Yeah, it sums it up pretty well. It's uh, what's going on with the NBA Finals. Jimmy Garoppolo has been given an out and does not have to go to mandatory OTAs. There is no word on whether Baker Mayfield is going to go to the Browns OTAs. And it's been another one of those bad days for Deshaun Watson. A 24th woman has come forward with a suit against him. And she ended up quitting the business after being, being with him. She ended up quitting. Said they had two sessions with him. The first one stopped almost immediately because he got a phone call. Then the second one is the one that drove her out of the business. As to what she alleges. He has a problem that is not going away. The Browns have a problem that is not going away. The NFL has a problem that is not going away. Yet they they freely chose him. The Browns, they chose him. And signed him to a gigantic contract. With tons and tons of guaranteed money. And gave up five draft picks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but Houston's making the picks, so they didn't get really much. You know, they didn't give up much. Touche. Still, Browns are going to Brown. Yeah, that's... You know, that's that's big. Uh, the NBA draft it'll be coming up when uh, let's see the deadline to withdraw from the draft is coming up uh, for the NBA. It is uh, one week from today at five o'clock. Now, as we told you last week. The um, Musa Diabate and um, Caleb Houston of Michigan are staying in the draft. CBS is ranking their top draft picks. Who do you think the first guy they have on the board is? Probably Chet Holmgren. Number two. Oh, for goodness sakes, which guy have I touted as the first pick for, for a year now? Jaden Ivey. Oh, one. right. Hello. I mean, come on. <laughs> you act like I don't watch any games. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I deserve that one. 
They've got Ivy one, Holmgren two, Bancaro three. I really I like Bancaro a lot. Jabari Smith, Sharp of Kentucky five, Griffin of Duke six, Keegan Murray of Iowa seven, Washington of Kentucky eight. Then you get uh Deang from France nine and Dyson Daniels um uh, at ten. Uh, Malachi Branham of Ohio State's 13. Johnny Davis is 15. E.J. Liddell is 16 from Ohio State. Mark Williams at Duke, 18. Let's see, who else of note here? Wendell Moore of Duke, 25. Caleb Houston of Michigan's 28. Trevor Keels at Duke 29. Max Christie of Michigan State is 30. I'm a little surprised by that. That'd be a, more of a second-round pick. Which, at 30, he's at the cut line for first round. Uh, let's see. Walker Kessler of Auburn's 39. Bryce McGowan's of Nebraska's 41. Ron Harper of Rutgers is 43. Let's see. Anybody else? Isaiah Brockington of Iowa State. Brock's 54. Good for Brock. Trevion Williams of Purdue's 57. Musa Diabate is 59. One ahead of, uh, one in back of Isaiah Mobley of USC, whose brother had a great rookie season for Cleveland. Uh, let's see. Colin Gillespie, 65. Andrew Nebarda Gonzaga, 67. Kofi Coburn, 71. Let's see. Anybody else here of note? Cam McGusty of Miami's 89. Good player, by the way. But he's 89. I mean, it's only 60 picks. Jalen Shackelford, another nice player, is 99. So. Are you surprised about Kurt Colburn that low? No, I mean, I told you he wouldn't get drafted. He doesn't have. He doesn't have an. He does. Can Kofi Coburn play in the NBA? Yes. Can he have a great career in the NBA? No. They don't play the game the way he plays the game. And you watching the game last night. You watch the game last night, or any of the games. Uh, what does Al Horford do? I mean, what does Horford do? Horford steps out and hits threes. Like Joel Embiid. Joel's brilliant at it. Joel's turned into a great three-point shooter. Horford's become really good at shooting the three. And so that's the name of the game now. Coburn doesn't shoot anything outside of free throws are 15 feet, but even in terms of like playing the game... I think he would be useful in a DeAndre Ayton type of role. But Ayton does a couple of things athletically that Coburn does not. I mean, if he gets picked, he's going to get picked between um, 50 and 60. That's the closest he's going to get to being drafted.
it's just the style of game, Matt. It's not it has nothing to do with him. I mean, he's a powerful player. The other part too is when you sit down and you look at a stat sheet, you don't sit down and just look at a stat sheet and go how many points and how many rebounds. If you do that, then you're not you're not trying. You have to look at the whole thing. So you look at okay, shooting percentage and with Coburn, he's usually in the 60s because he's so close to the basket. Is he a good free throw shooter? Eh, you can see that. Doesn't take any threes, you can see that. But then you look with a guy like that. How many assists does he have and how many turnovers does he have? I mean, he had this past season, I think he had something like 12 assists and 62 turnovers. What does that tell you? He's not a willing passer. I mean, something as simple as that, you don't even have to watch the tape to see that if you know how to read a stat sheet or if you take the effort to read a stat sheet. I mean, it just takes a, like a minimal effort to sit there and go, let's look at the whole thing and then start drawing conclusions of the stat sheet and then see how it matches up in terms of actually watching the game. And... Um, And that's that's you know that's his problem. He, the ball goes in, the ball does not come back out. And the NBA is very much an inside-out game. So there you go. I mean, that's why, I mean, 71, that's about where I thought he'd be. It's just the way it is. I mean, Musi Diabate moves better and can step out and can face the basket. Cobra doesn't do that. That's why Musi Diabate's 59 or whatever the number was. That's why Chet Holmgren, who's a seven-footer, is second. I mean, that's his game. It fits the NBA and what they want to do today. And you can see... There was a lot of criticism of Jimmy Butler's shot against the Celtics in Game 7. They could have put them in front, which I had no problem with. I thought that was one of the best players in the entire league who has tremendous confidence in himself. Go ahead, shoot it. I've always find that stuff interesting. He shouldn't have shot that shot, like... What, because he missed it? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't totally on board with that criticism either. I mean, that, that makes no sense to me. That stuff makes no sense to me. And the criticism always comes from people that can't play. And a fraudulent the, fan base, too. Well, but no, but that was from national people. That wasn't from the... You're out of bounds on that one. Okay. It, that it, you talk about the national people that were saying that. That's not the fan base. Those are the people who quote analyze the game for a living. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. If I, if I could play like Jimmy Butler, I'd have taken that shot too. <laughs> Especially on a night where he's shooting it really well. But he's trying to win the thing. Okay, I have no problem with that. He missed it. You know, it goes back to the old Theodore Roosevelt speech the man in the arena 
you know, you may think that, you know, uh, you may think that uh, when you're putting money on a game, you're taking the risk. <laughs> the reality is they're the ones playing. They're taking all the risk. You have no control over it. Now we're into the suits wheelhouse. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Falda! I mean, you know how they always have sayings underneath, like, pictures of, uh, you know. Right? You know, it's a great day to be at Sunbury Broadcasting, right? Under the suits picture, it says, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Well, we'll come back with uh, more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Stand coast, tough angle, left pass save by Sisterkin, a beauty. Hedman, slot, shot, score! Andre Palat makes it 3-2, Tampa Bay, with 41.6 to go. Your side, it's the old dogs for Tampa that come through. Palat, a seventh-round draft choice, is going to be the recipient of this sweet little dish from Kucherov. He takes the pass from Hedman, and then Kucherov, like a point guard, just dumps it past Zabanajad. Palat's shot is perfect. They won it late. They beat the Rangers two games to one now with game four coming up in Tampa. And tonight, Colorado gets a chance to close out Edmonton. Yeah, there you are. There's the deal. The guess who is the number one rated in terms of TV ratings among local broadcasts, who's number one in the NBA? I am going to say the Knicks. Golden State Warriors, six times in the last seven years. Wow. The Warriors are the ratings kings in the NBA. Of the 12 most watched games this season, the Warriors were involved in 7 of the 12. It is no coincidence that their rise back has helped the ratings of the NBA playoffs and the NBA in general. They are, for whatever reason, a very 
popular draw. And I think you know part of it, part of its curry, part of its style of play. Uh, the Warriors have not been good for two years. I mean, last year they were in that play play in game or that play in series and didn't win. Uh, and then the year before they were you know, beset by injuries and took months off because they didn't make the uh, tournament. In Orlando, didn't make it. But right now, you know, it's in the in terms of local TV ratings. The Warriors have been number one in the NBA in six of the last seven years in TV ratings. That's amazing. And believe me, moving over to San Francisco did not hurt them in that regard either. Put them in the bigger market. Put them, obviously, in an absolutely awesome arena. I, mean, I haven't seen it. I've only seen it on TV, but everybody says it is an awesome arena. And they are the draw. Brendan Quinn on the show tomorrow. Neil Kulong tomorrow. More Matt complaints tomorrow. The week is young. We'll see what happens. No, I mean, I'm worried you're consumed with hate. Little Luke saying to Mommy... Why does Daddy seem so relaxed this week? Because the Yankees are winning. That's right. No, you were mad when they were winning before, too. Daddy just called the guy in the toll booth a dope. (laughs) 